right, let's talk lipoprotein basics. So we have talked previously about cholesterol, and I think one of the things we said we're going to talk about, but we haven't yet, is lipoprotein basics. So let's get a little bit into lip lipoproteins. Um, first of all, a lipoprotein is a uh, carrier molecule, let's call it. It's like a ball. Let's use the analogy of a car. You have a car. It's a vehicle. Inside of the car can be adults or children. The adults, we'll call them cholesterol ester, and the children, will call them triglycerides, right? So a car or a vehicle can have both. The vehicle in and of itself is called a lipoprotein. Now, there are different kinds of vehicles. There are small ones, there are large ones, there are pickup trucks, semi-trucks, you know, little, uh, tiny ones. Um, and, and in the terms of lipoproteins, they come in different densities and different sizes. There are large lipoproteins, there are small lipoproteins, there are high density, low density, intermediate density, very low density. Um, they're all basically different densities. And that's how we kind of classify them or identify them. The inside of these uh, vehicles is the humans or the, the adults or the children. These are the triglycerides or the uh, cholesterol ester. Now, the point of a car or the point of a lipoprotein is to traffic humans, right? The job is to deliver humans, whether they're cholesterol or triglycerides, to various cells in the body. We won't get into the detail of lipid metabolism right now because it's a little bit complicated, um, but we'll talk a little bit about it. So when, when cholesterol ends up in your intestines, and there are various ways that that happens. I talked about it in the previous uh, podcast. But when it ends up in your intestines, it needs to be ultimately removed. And there are multiple ways of removing it. First, you could excrete it fecally. Basically, you poop it out. The second way, which is the most common, is you reabsorb it and reuse it. They get packaged into these very special, gigantic type of lipoproteins called chylomicrons. Those do not travel into your bloodstream. They travel into your thoracic duct and your lymphatics. They go into your lymphatic system, travel all the way up into your thorax, into your neck area. Over there, they dump into your thoracic duct, which is a duct that connects your lymphatic system to your circulatory system. Now they are in circulation. This is where it gets interesting. Um, but they end up in circulation, and from there they go and deliver their payload, or their humans, or children, or whatever, the triglycerides. Um, triglycerides got into them because of the food you ate. You ate excess calories, whether it be sugar or fat or whatever it might be. The excess calories are the end up ultimately being the humans, the triglycerides and um, uh, fat. The chylomicrons travel to muscle and deliver the triglycerides there. If muscle needs triglycerides, it takes it there. If muscle does not need triglycerides, it would take it to uh, where it would take it to the fat tissue, which is called adipocytes or adipocytes, but it's mainly called adipocytes. These are your fat, your subcutaneous fat. This is like your fat tissue, your storage organ. It would deliver the rest of the triglycerides, which are just fatty acids. Triglycerides are fatty acids. They're three fatty acids attached to a sugar backbone called a glycerol. 
hence the name tri-3-glycerol, three fatty acids attached to a glycerol. Um, that's kind of how they work. So they get delivered to either muscles that need them, like if you're working out or using your muscles, or they ultimately get delivered to fat tissue and get stored as energy or stored as fat. That is kind of how triglycerides work. Then the chylomicrons go back to the liver and are degraded and are taken back up by the liver. The liver then can uh, dump the cholesterol in bile acid um, into your intestines. The bile goes into your intestines and kind of the system starts all over again. That is what happens. Now, people ask, well, where does the ApoB or, you know, whatever that is. So ApoB is a structural protein on the lipoprotein. It is a structural peptide or molecule, if you want to call it, but it helps give the lipoproteins their shape almost, their structure. Um, there's different ones. There's A1, there's E, there's all different kinds. But the ones that we're concerned about are the beta uh, structural proteins. These are the B100s and the B48s. The B48s are only found on the chylomicrons, which is what we just talked about. The chylomicrons mainly um, take cholesterol, make mainly take triglycerides and cholesterol out of your intestines and into your lymphatic system and deliver deliver tri, um, triglycerides to your muscle and fat tissue for storage if there's extra, and then back to your liver. That has a B48. Um, uh, structural protein. The rest of your lipoproteins, well, the LDLs, I should say, the LDL, VLDL, and IDL, which we won't get into that much detail now. I go into all of this in my cholesterol book. My cholesterol book should be coming out soon. If you go to dralonet slash cholesterol, you can sign up to know when that book is coming out. It's going through the last few phases of editing. Your liver ultimately kicks out these things called LDL lipoproteins or low-density lipoproteins. First, it actually kicks out VLDLs, which become IDLs, which eventually become LDLs. Now, LDL's job also is to traffic triglycerides and cholesterol, mainly to bring it back. This is kind of the problem. People say that LDLs are your, quote-unquote, bad cholesterol. LDL in and of itself is not neither good nor bad. It's just a vehicle. Inside of the vehicle is the triglycerides and cholesterol, the children and or the adults. When it is trafficking fat and cholesterol back to the liver to be eliminated and cleared, they technically serve a good purpose and they're actually good. And these are your quote-unquote bad LDLs, bad particles. Similarly, the HDL particles, which are technically usually called good, can maybe sometimes not serve a good purpose when they're dysfunctional or not being used correctly. HDL cholesterol or high-density lipoproteins generally go to take uh, cholesterol out of your arteries and then deliver it back to the liver. They may also sometimes, many times actually, quite frequently, give the uh, cholesterol back to the HDLs to deliver. They do an exchange. They hook up or meet up with an LDL in circulation. They use this transfer protein called CTEP or CETP, cholesterol ester transfer protein. This transfer protein allows the LDLs and HDLs to make made up the 
HDL will give cholesterol to the LDL, and then the LDL will give triglycerides back to the HDL. The LDL will then take those cholesterols and bring them back to the liver so that they can be processed and ultimately eliminated, which starts the cycle back again because when they're quote-unquote eliminated, they're actually really just being put back through the bile, back into your intestines, which go back into the chylomicrons, which go back into what have you, and the cycle starts kind of over again. So that's kind of an overview. So what is ApoB100? Um, imagine you are standing on the side of a road, you see a vehicle approaching you, and it has a blue oval on it, on the front end of it. You know that's a Ford, right? It's not a Chrysler, it's not a Mercedes. If it had the, you know, upside down peace sign, you know, with the three parts, then you know it's a Mercedes. If it had like uh, a little Jaguar on the front of it, you know, it's a Jaguar. Um, you know, if it had that little cross, you know, parallelogram cross on the front of it, you know, it's a Chevy. You kind of get the point. But if it's a blue oval, you know, it's an ApoB100. All of the beta lipoproteins, that's how you know it's a beta lipoprotein because there's a B100. B100 um, or beta lipoproteins is something we can measure. The chylomicrons have a B48. And the only reason it's called a 48 is because it's 48% the weight, molecular weight of the B100. The ones on the LDLs were called B100 since the ones on the chylomicrons are only 48% as large or as much mass, we call those the 48s. And that's kind of how we can tell the difference. The 100s are 100, and the chylomicrons have the B48s. Now, when you do a blood test checking for ApoB or apolipoprotein B, which is this blue oval on every Ford that drives, they don't distinguish between the B100s or the B48s, but the B48s are so low in your bloodstream that it really doesn't matter. You are basically getting just beef B100s in that case. So that's why a lot of times we'll order a B100 or an ApoB or apolipoprotein B. Usually it's ordered as an ApoB or apolipoprotein B because it gives you a very good count of how many LDL clusters, uh, lipoproteins there are. So imagine you're saying by the side of the road, if I told you why don't you just count all the blue ovals, all the cars with blue ovals? That's much easier than me saying, try not to count anything else and we'll exclude everything else. Because the problem with like the way blood tests are done is it's pretty easy to figure out total cholesterol and HDL cholesterol, but figuring out LDL is not that easy. But if I told you just stand there, pick out all the blue ovals, it is a lot easier. Um, so that's one way to look at it. That seems to be an easy way for most people to look at it. And that's kind of what we do. Um, so that's hopefully a good explanation of what lipoproteins are. Now, again, when we are telling you, when you do your blood test and we say your total cholesterol is 200, it's the total cholesterol in all of your lipoproteins. That is your HDLs, your high-density ones, and your low-density ones, and any other ones that may have snuck in there. Because... Um, when you are, you know, getting a blood test, there's going to, there's bound to be a couple of VLDLs in there, here and there, and a couple other things. Um, but the vast majority, 90 to 95% of your total cholesterol or 90 to 95% of your LDL lipoproteins, let's say, is generally the ApoB100s or the, you know, low density lipoproteins that are generally considered atherogenic or at least potentially atherogenic, as you saw from 
what we just discussed, they're not always atherogenic. Um, there's lots of times when they're bringing cholesterol back to the liver to be tossed out. Um, so that's all. So again, this podcast continues to grow. If you guys are loving it and sharing it with your friends, and I do appreciate it, please leave five-star reviews on iTunes. That's the only way this podcast will grow. We are all the way up to, I think we're well over 5,000 now on the downloads, and I truly appreciate that. And I love you guys all from the bottom of my heart, and I thank you very much. But definitely please keep sharing with everyone, and I will never run any ads on here, and I will catch you on the other side. Peace. Peace.